0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Hi, Hal. It's um, like a quarter to ten, and um, Philip and I were wondering if you were still at work. Just give me a call. Let me know what time you're going to be home. Talk to you later. Bye. Love you.
2: We were in Arizona when I got a phone call on a Friday morning, March 22nd, 1996, to tell me that Howard was a victim
3: of a homicide. I was in complete disbelief. No, I can't be, you know, I mean, murdered. It was very violent.
2: It was slaughtered. He was stabbed over 40 times. It had to be somebody who he knew that, that hated him so much.
3: Who could have done this to Howard? Who would want to kill my son? How could I tell you about Howard? With me, the sun rose and set with Howard. He couldn't do anything wrong.
2: was full of energy, he was good-looking, he loved to dress and go out. He was married to Roslyn, and they had a child, Philip, who was the love
3: of his life. Howard worked for you, right? Oh, sure. We had an office supply and stationery business. He made me look like a vinyl leaguer, as far as being a uh, entrepreneur. He going start this little coffee thing in our store. Starbucks before Starbucks was right. Starbucks that's right I says people in New York are not going to be walking around the streets with coffee cups shows you how smart I was but he was a little bit smarter here's ours right here we miss you so very very much
2: they never found the weapon
3: and they never had a witness I called the police practically every day and I wouldn't give up.
2: Years went by. Dear son, it is five years, ten years, fifteen, seventeen years, twenty years
3: since your horrific murder.
2: He's ninety. I was worried Frank would not
3: see the end of this. Today is twenty two years. How can we let them get away with murder?
4: march 22nd i was in the greatest mood blue sky bright sunshine it was the first day you feel like spring is coming i was feeling great but ron
5: tucker's mood and his day and his life were about to change because on that beautiful morning in 1996 when the king office supply salesman arrived at work he learned his boss howard pilmar Had been murdered in the office.
4: Within 30 seconds of coming here, they brought the body out right here. I couldn't, I'm racking my brain. What happened?
5: Howard Pilmar's body was found in a large pool of blood in the fourth floor offices.
6: It was bloody because after he's on the floor for a few hours, he's draining out.
5: Roger Perino was in charge of the Midtown South detectives. Pilmar was stabbed repeatedly in the chest, back, and neck. There was no sign of forced entry. Nothing was taken from the office or from his wallet.
6: We've got to get down to business. We don't know what we have here.
5: Howard had just turned 40. He was married, the father of a young son. He had recently taken over his family's successful office supply store so his father, Frank, and stepmother, Carol, could spend more time in Arizona. And that's where they got the news. Howard's dead. Couldn't believe
4: it. Howard was a a swaggering risk-taker. He was a visionary. He envisioned that people
5: would go crazy for coffee and be willing to spend big for it. So he opened the first-of-its-kind high-end coffee bar inside a
4: store. I'm telling you, there were a line of people out the door, right here. A lot of people.
5: He named it Phillips after his young son. It was so successful, he opened a second shop around the corner from Carnegie Hall. His wife, Rosalind, gave up her career as a dental hygienist to run the coffee business. And on that March morning, after the murder, Rosalind joined the employees gathered inside King Office Supply, putting on a brave face.
4: She was totally calm. Composed, collected. No tears, no anger, no nothing. I thought to myself, what a trooper. She assured everyone the business would endure. Don't worry. We're going to carry on. We're going to keep the business.
0: It's almost like it wasn't real.
5: Her husband was dead. Her best friend... Roslyn's sister, Jana says Howard and Roslyn were high school sweethearts. They had a great love. They married in 1982. It was a beautiful wedding. Howard's sister, Rhonda, was there. It was a big, beautiful wedding. So was his stepsister, Heather. Frank adopted Heather when he married her mother,
7: Carol. Ros was like a sister to me. She was probably one of my closest friends.
5: Roslyn and Howard were living the life. An apartment on New York's swanky Upper East Side, a home in the country, and in 1986, their son Philip was born. It was the perfect
8: family. As passionate Howard was about business, that's how he was about his son.
5: But now, Howard's life was over.
8: It's as if someone punches you in the stomach as hard as they could, and knocks the wind out of you, I couldn't take a deep breath. (sighs) I have my
7: life before Howard was killed and my life after Howard was killed. They didn't really understand the ramifications of it, how it would change my father, how it would change the dynamic of my family.
6: The police
5: now needed to learn all about Howard's family, And his friends
6: and his business. Who's the last one to see him? Who's the last one to talk to him? Who's related to him? Who's worked with him? Who should have been here? Who was here? Who first sees him? Who's coming next? Who were the last people to see Howard Pilmar? It was his uh, wife and his brother-in-law.
5: Perino went to the Pilmar's apartment to talk
6: to Rosalind. She seemed cooperative, helpful. What did you talk to her about? Just uh, normal things. How was her marriage? She said that they were happily married. According to Roslyn,
5: on the night of the murder, she and her brother, Evan Wald, who worked at Phillips Coffee, met Howard at his office. Roslyn told police that she and Evan left Howard, who planned to keep working and watch a basketball game. But later that night, when Howard didn't come home, Roslyn left this voicemail on his office phone.
1: It's um, like a quarter to ten. Philip and I were wondering if he was still at work working or if you went off to some sports bar, like you said you wanted to, to go watch the NCAAs. I'm sure you'll call me from wherever you are and um, talk to you later. Bye. Love you.
5: Howard never called back. But Rosalind made a lot of calls asking about him, including in the early morning hours, to several hospitals. Police... Had a lot to sift
6: through in interviewing all those people and talking to all those people you just take the facts where they where they lead you
5: perino's detectives heard stories about disgruntled employees could one of them be the killer there were rumors that
6: howard was a womanizer could it be a jealous husband lots of people have motives you got to have more than just a the motive there's got to be a reason and then you have to have access
5: and whoever did it would also have to have a lot of anger. Howard had been stabbed 48 times.
6: It was, in a word, overkill. A good percentage of the stab wounds on the back were all post-mortem. After he was dead? Yeah, after he was dead. This is, I want to make sure you're dead, absolutely dead, completely and utterly dead. There were
5: some leads that looked promising early on. When detectives interviewed Rosalind's brother, Evan, they noticed something.
6: He had an injury on his hand.
5: He had cuts on his left hand. He said he got them when he was working at Phillips Coffee.
6: Did they look suspicious
5: to you, given that this was a stabbing?
6: So the cuts don't look suspicious. The individual starts looking suspicious. They thought it could be
5: suspicious when they learned Evan and Howard did not get along.
6: And there was more. We found out that Evan was asking questions about what he thought was a camera. Asking questions about the alarm system. And there were also
5: one or two surprises about Roslyn.
6: We find out that Ros and Howard marriage is not successful and she was giving us a different image.
5: It was beginning to look like Howard's murder could be a family affair. It was mind-blowing. It was like no way.
0: A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com.
3: I'm telling you, on the way to the cemetery, I knew that something
5: was wrong. Frank Pilmar knew, now that Howard was dead, that Rosalind could make out really well. I love you, and i always love you. She's the one who would get more than a million dollars in life insurance, the family's real estate, and King office Supply company that Frank Pilmar had built and passed on to his son.
3: Here I gave up the business. She's got it. I just couldn't even look at her.
5: And Rosalyn appeared to be moving quickly. Less than two weeks after Howard was killed, she went to King Office Supply. And despite what she had said just 10 days earlier, she announced she was selling the company.
4: I was shocked at that.
5: Ron Tucker says when she should have been grieving over all she'd lost, Rosalind had been negotiating over how
4: much she'd get for the business. It's inconceivable that you would do that instead of mourn. And right then and there, I started to question her motives.
5: Police also had questions about Rosalind and they were starting to see why she might have needed money, and fast.
6: I think when we find out about the financial issues, she's not quite what we originally thought we were looking at here. For 16 years, Rosalind worked for a dentist, Dr.
5: Stanley Weinstock. She was his dental assistant and also his bookkeeper. The police found out she embezzled money from her boss, and a lot of it, hundreds of thousands of dollars.
4: It was like a family member stealing from you.
5: Nobody noticed until after she left to manage Philip's coffee. That's when the dentist and his accountant, Neil Klein, discovered Rosalind had deposited 186 patients' checks Into her own bank account. And how long had she been doing this? About three, four years. Klein confronted her in late 1995, just a few months
4: before Howard's murder. She just said, yes, I took the money. And she said, don't tell my husband. She said that? Yes. He'll throw me out and I'll never see my son again. What did you make of that?
5: That was pretty shocking. Klein agreed to keep her secret. Rosalind
4: agreed to repay the money. Weeks go by, and I called her several times. And it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. But, of course, it didn't happen.
5: And Rosalind owed even more money. She was supposed to pay the taxes for the coffee shop, but she didn't. And she owed New York State almost $15,000, The state was threatening to seize the business if the taxes weren't paid.
2: All this started to add up, give reason for the murder. I mean, she was desperate for money. She was afraid if he found out, he would divorce her. She didn't want to lose Philip. Here's a woman who's an embezzler. She's a tax cheater. She's not fit to be a mother.
5: Roslyn didn't talk about her problems, But Heather noticed Rosalind seemed jittery in the weeks before the murder.
7: She seemed really stressed out. And I did ask her, you know, is everything okay? Because she, like, lost a lot of weight. She was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine.
5: Heather didn't bring it up again, but she did ask Evan about his sister.
7: He said to me, if Howard hurts her in any way, and I was like, what do you mean? If he hurt her, I would kill him. And I said, what?
5: He said, if he hurts her, I will kill him? Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, did you think that Evan was capable of murder? No. But the next night, Howard was murdered.
7: I immediately thought that Evan did it. I had like a pit in my stomach.
5: Heather had a more difficult time believing Rosalind was involved.
7: I still couldn't believe that this person that I've known most of my life could do something like this.
5: Even though there was no physical evidence, her father never had a doubt.
3: Anytime I've met anyone going back all these years who've asked me about, who did this? I said his wife and her brother.
5: Rosalind knew what Frank thought and decided he, Carol, and Heather could never speak to her or Philip again. His family was split apart, but right from the start, Frank decided he was not going to let his son's killers get away with it.
6: He would spend lots of times coming to the precinct or calling, even calling my supervisors, telling them that we need to do a better job.
5: So you would call them, what, once a week? No. Once a month? Maybe once a day. Once a Maybe day. Maybe
3: once every other day.
5: Did you ever hear from Rosalind? She ever called asking what was going on? Yeah. No. Never? No. While Rosalind didn't seem interested in the police, they stayed interested in her and her family. About a year later, detectives put up posters asking the public for help in solving the case. And the posters kept disappearing.
6: We set up a surveillance van to see what was happening. And then who was it? It's Evan. Evan tearing down the posters. That woman with him?
5: That's Jana, Roslyn and Evan's sister.
0: They just kept plastering them all over the doors of the business. I found it extremely harassing.
6: I'm sorry that in an investigation to solve their brother-in-law or husband's murder that they thought it was harassment to try to get more information. You're not really sorry? No. About a year after the murder, Roslyn
5: was arrested, but only for embezzling from the dentist. She pled guilty and was given probation after paying back the money she stole. Where would she get the money to pay?
6: The insurance policy and the sale of the business, I believe.
5: that tell you anything?
6: Yeah, it's all part of the motive. It's a circumstantial case, and it's kind of like a bucket of water, right? So every drop fills that bucket, and it's not until that bucket's full is it ready to go. And in
5: 1999, it looked like new evidence would start pouring in. DNA technology had advanced, and a court ordered Evan Wald to give a sample of his blood. It was a match, a match to this small drop of blood found near Howard's body.
6: Puts him on the scene, puts him in the place.
5: It was one crucial piece of physical evidence, but it was not enough for prosecutors. And the case went cold. Did you despair? I don't think I ever despaired. No, she
2: did. I didn't want to get his hopes up.
3: And then, you know... She thought I was nuts. But Frank refused to give up. I remember feeling that something good was going to come of this because uh, I was getting too old for it not to happen.
4: (laughs) Why do you think Evan tore down the posters? See more of the surveillance footage at 48hours.com.
5: decades, Roslyn and Evan moved on with their lives. Their sister, Janice, says Roslyn returned to being a hygienist. She worked like everybody else does. You work, make a paycheck, you pay your bills. She raised an amazing son. Philip went to private school, then on to college and law school. He eventually joined a top firm and got married. Evan got married and continued his career in the food industry. There wasn't a shadow over your brother and sister. They didn't feel like they had to look over their shoulders. Why should you look over your shoulder when you're innocent? But what they didn't know was Manhattan prosecutors Elizabeth Lederer and Melissa Hindman had spent four years reviewing all the evidence and finding new witnesses. And on August fifteenth, two 2017, Jana received a panicked early morning call from Evan's wife.
0: Evan just got arrested. And I said, for what? Howard's murder. I was like, are you kidding me?
5: Jana barely hung up when the phone rang again. And this time it was about Rosalind. My sister was arrested. And all I did was break down and cry. Janna is just as certain today as she was when Howard Pilmar was murdered that her siblings are innocent. I think people listening to you may say she's a very good sister, she's devoted, but she can't accept what's staring her in the face. I don't think that's correct. I'm sorry. Even being biased...
0: And I love my family. But they're just not capable. These are not killers.
5: Frank and Carol, not surprisingly, reacted to the arrest somewhat differently.
3: We all hugged. And cried. I
5: didn't really expect her to be arrested as well. Frank immediately called his daughters in New York.
7: I remember my heart.
8: I I couldn't control myself. My heart was pounding. So it was unbelievable.
7: You've known for all these years that at some point something's going to happen. I was kind of shaking inside.
5: Rosalind and Evan were held without bail.
7: That was a big day for us.
5: But it was a very bad day for the Walls, especially when they visited Rosalind and Evan behind bars. I've never felt so broken in my life.
10: I went through all the evidence, and it wasn't a shred, a scintilla of new evidence against Evan Wald. Daniel Gottlin is Evan's attorney. Bring me the evidence. You will find there's nothing, zero.
5: Now the defense has to deal with a case that's more than 20 years old.
4: Roslyn's lawyer is Sam Tolkien. These are witnesses that passed away. We don't have opportunity to canvass the neighborhood. We don't have an opportunity to talk individually and conduct our own investigation.
5: They will have to explain that drop of Evan's blood at the crime scene. Evan's family and his lawyers reminded everyone that Evan worked in the food business, in kitchens, where people frequently cut themselves, and that he sometimes prepared meals at Howard's office. There's no way of telling when that blood was put there. Of course, there's also the hundreds of thousands of dollars Roslyn embezzled from the dentist. Roslyn's sister, Jana, says Roslyn did a bad thing, but for a good reason. Their mother was having difficulty paying the mortgage. I guess my sister felt that she wanted to help her. So why did Roslyn keep it a secret from Howard?
6: Jana says that's simple. She didn't. Howard knew what Roslyn had done. My belief is that he wouldn't have known unless he knew moments before he was killed. Wow, that's chilling.
5: The <laughs> Wald family believed the police focused solely on Evan and Rosalind and ignored other possible suspects. There were other people that may have had a motive. I
10: found multiple people that didn't like the deceased, some of them had made threats.
6: And interviewing all those people, there was nothing came out. So it's following the evidence. And it's going nowhere but right back to Rosalind and Evan. If
5: I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let
0: me tell you, I would have been so wrong.
5: Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash
0: Wondery.
8: The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly, We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.
5: On January 17th, 2019, almost 23 years after Howard Pilmar's murder... His wife, Roslyn, and brother-in-law, Evan, went on trial for killing him.
2: There was some kind of satisfaction seeing them in handcuffs.
5: Frank and Carol Pilmar came from Arizona, and for the first time in decades, they came face-to-face with their former daughter-in-law and their grandson, Philip. I saw him, and he looked exactly
3: like Howard. One face... You knew that this kid was Howard's
4: kid. They're, they're one face. But they never spoke. It's as divided as that aisle in between. It was our side and there was their side. And it was that simple.
5: Both sides sat through graphic evidence about the gruesome killing.
8: Rosalind Pillmore and Evan Wald savagely and brutally murdered Howard Pilmore. Their plan was deliberate and detailed. It was meticulously carried out.
5: The evidence was mostly circumstantial, but Evans' lawyer, Dan Gottlin, was worried. There was that drop of Evans' blood at the crime scene. It is the only physical evidence that ties him to the murder. Clearly, it's Evans' blood. We don't dispute that. Scotland says there's no way to know when to the school. blood drop got there. But investigators noticed that injury to Evans' hand the day after the murder.
8: His left hand, because he is left-handed, held the knife. Maybe as Howard bled, the knife handle became slippery. We won't know for sure, but all we do know is that Evan cut himself and bled at the scene where he killed Howard Kilmar.
5: The knife was never found, and police waited a week to photograph Evan's hand.
8: And if you look at those photographs, it's not just one cut, it's a number of cuts.
5: But the defense insists Evan cut himself while working the day before the murder. He said, I was at an event, and at the event, a plate
10: dropped, and I cleaned it up, and I cut my hand. That's why he was wearing a Band-Aid.
5: Except the prosecution had Heather's testimony, that she saw Evan the night before the murder, and he seemed fine. Did he have any cuts on his hands? Or no,
7: he did not. He only had coffee grinds under his fingernails the way I did. There were no bandages on his hands.
5: But Gottlin hopes the jury will wonder if this drop of Evans' blood got there when Howard was murdered, why wasn't it mixed with Howard's blood? If he's stabbing
10: him and Howard's bleeding, blood should have gotten all over him. And Evans' blood was not found anywhere else. There was no blood found of him in the bathroom where he supposedly went to clean up. None of his blood found anywhere near the crime scene. There's no blood of his found on the stairwell going down
5: into the street. In fact, there's no blood found in the street. And what will jurors think about Heather's account of her conversation with Evan the night before the murder, where she says he told her if Howard hurt Roslyn, he would kill him. That's not a good thing to have, no, to, exp- no. have to explain. Would I have preferred, look... Especially when
10: prefer- your client shows up with cuts on his hand. Would I have preferred that... There were no cuts on his hand, that there was no blood on the wall, or he hadn't made any statements? Yes, because then, even though I love speaking to you, I wouldn't be speaking to you, because there wouldn't have been any case.
5: But the case against Rosalind was all circumstantial. Even though her family says she was happily married to Howard, the prosecution says Howard had met with a divorce lawyer. And all the while, Rosalind was facing mounting pressure to pay back her
8: crushing debts. She had to find money, and she had to find it quickly.
5: She owed all that money she embezzled from the dentist. We had the debt from the dentist, but it wasn't due. That's not what Neil Klein says. The dentist's accountant remembers leaning on Rosalind for the money in the weeks leading up to Howard's murder. Were you saying to her, we need the money? Yeah. We need it soon? Yeah. Yeah. I was putting a little more pressure on her, yes. You don't strike me as a kneecapping kind of guy. So how were you turning up the pressure
4: on her? Justice, it rises. This can't go on much longer. If you're not going to make payment, then we're going to have to go further.
5: At the same time, New York State was demanding the back taxes for Phillips Coffee.
8: And if she doesn't pay by certified check on that day... They'll file a lien. They'll padlock the store.
5: The due date? March 21st, the same day Howard was murdered. Needing money does not mean that you're going to kill your husband. Killing your
4: husband doesn't mean it's going to resolve the need for money.
5: Evan and Rosalind both decided not to testify. But the jurors heard Rosalind on that message she left on Howard's voicemail.
1: Hi, how? It's um like a quarter to ten, and um, Philip and I were wondering if he was still at work working or if he went
3: If you listen to it, and I've listened to it a thousand times, that is clearly a
5: woman who is looking for her husband and is worried. But not everyone hears it the same way.
1: Anyway, I got home, I guess, by like uh, 8 10, 8 15, and uh, Roseman called about eight.
6: For he was still at the office. I told him to try to call you. I hear a timeline being put down for the police's benefit. Really? Yeah. It's just too contrived, too drawn out. Talk to you
1: later. Bye. Love you.
6: And the state has a witness who's relatively new to the case.
5: Allison Lewis. In 1996, she was Phillip's nanny. She was just out of college, and she didn't want to talk to police back
6: then. I think when you consider the fact that this was the person who was paying her and employing her, and perhaps as she matured and got older, she realized that she had something that she could share. She now says on the night of the murder, she took Philip to ice hockey
5: practice because Roslyn and Evan planned to meet with Howard.
8: She said that Roslyn Pilmer was very vague in her instructions to her. That it was very different than she usually was.
5: Allison says Rosalind later told her to take Philip home after practice because she was still at Howard's
8: office. She said, we're not done here. Those words are chilling, ladies and gentlemen. And you know that she's at the fourth floor, the King office company with Howard Pilmar and her brother.
5: And when Allison and Philip finally arrived home, Rosalind met them at the door. She had wet hair. Allison said it was odd. The apartment was dark, and Rosalind didn't want her to come in. I'm sorry, but I do not believe a single word
9: that came out of her mouth.
5: Rosalind's sister, Jana, says there's no one to corroborate Allison Lewis's testimony. I'm still very... Dismayed by the fact that she was so adamant about not wanting to talk
0: to the police and then 20 years later was
5: so willing to talk. The trial lasted almost two months, and then the jury got the case. And from their first vote, the jurors knew their job would be tough. Listen, things
7: got pretty heated at times.
4: All right worried wife or an alibi listen to roslyn's voicemail on facebook at 48 hours i was feeling very nervous
3: if you're not nervous when the jury goes out you're not alive
5: by the second day were you coming together were were, were the votes getting closer
8: i don't think so
10: no, <laughs> no. We had two staunch holdouts.
8: I think in a case like this, the longer, the better. By the fourth
5: day of jury deliberations, defense attorney Sam Tolkien was starting to feel optimistic. We're asking them to think, and they were thinking. So, yes, I think that was a good sign. That afternoon, the jury came back.
7: My father was in the courtroom. On the other side, Philip was there with Rosa's family.
5: Cameras were not allowed in the courtroom for the verdict.
7: We sat
2: down, and I'm holding his hand. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> and I was, I was like, crying inside.
5: What were you worried about? What were you scared that of?
2: That he dropped it. Literally? Yeah. I thought he'd collapse.
10: We're lining up. And it was at that moment that the entire room tensed up.
5: Ryan Smith, Sam Resnikow, and the other jurors prepared themselves to deliver their verdict and headed for the courtroom.
10: We walked in, and it was super quiet, and you could just feel the room vibrating.
5: Smith was the jury foreman. He announced the verdict. Ross was first. And that was what? Guilty. And the second was Evan's verdict, and that was? Guilty. Both guilty of second-degree murder. After nearly 23 years, it was almost as though the word echoed through the courtroom. When you heard the verdict... Frank didn't hear.
2: It. My father couldn't hear a word. I screamed <laughs> in his ear. Guilty. 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 Guilty.
3: guilty. I was like euphoria. I was like, you're so happy. Both of us were hugging and crying.
5: When Philip heard his mother had been convicted of killing his father, he ran out of the room. We were all shocked by the verdict. I felt so numb.
2: I can't even begin to describe how it... The pain...
5: the heartbreak. Both families would have to wait for four months to find out how much time Roslyn and Evan would serve. In July 2019, family, friends, lawyers, and detectives crowded into the courtroom for the sentencing hearing. Philip was there alongside Roz and Evan's sister. But before Rosalind and Evan hear their sentences, they will have to hear family members tell Judge Gilbert Hong what Howard's murder had done to them. March 22nd,
2: 1996 was the worst day of my life. Sorry. Sorry. To bury a child, in my case, it's Debsa. Our lives have never been the same and never will be. I implore you to give these murderers the maximum sentence. I want them to
3: suffer.
5: You want them to suffer?
3: Yes. It's not that I want them to suffer. They've got to pay the price. You just don't go killing people.
5: Frank was next.
9: You know, your
3: runner, every night when I go to bed, I try to close my eyes before hoping that I will get some sleep. But I can't get sleep because I keep thinking about the terror and the fear that went through Howard's mind in those last seconds that he was slaughtered and butchered by those two.
5: Then, Frank turned to speak to his grandson.
3: And I'm going to direct this to Philip.
5: They have not spoken in more than two decades.
3: That day in March, I lost three things, two of which I can never, ever get back, my son and my business. But I also lost Philip. And I know Philip doesn't want to look at me. I'm sorry about that. I just want him to know we love you and we want you back, please. That's it, Your Honor. I was hoping that he would come and reciprocate and hold me around and hug me. Philip, no more.
5: But that never happened. Mm -hmm. Philip did not speak to his grandfather, but he did speak to the court. You can't hear him because he asked the judge to order us to cut off the audio. These are the words of a son trying valiantly to save his mother from spending the rest of her life in prison. Having my mom die in jail will not bring back my dad. As his uncle and his mother wept, Philip credited her for making him the man he is today. She raised me to be kind, to be loving, to value education, value hard work. She was there for me every step of the way when I struggled with the death of my dad. He asked the judge for leniency, but it didn't work.
8: This was an exceptionally brutal and violent murder. Its violence and brutality... Reveal boundless anger and hatred towards Mr. Pilmar for this crime, for this murder. I sentence each of you to 25 years to life incarceration.
5: It's the maximum sentence, and it's what Howard's family, except for Philip, wanted. But still, they are not doing much celebrating.
7: It's bittersweet. There's justice for Howard, and that's the important thing, but there's collateral damage. We all lost something.
3: How you doing, my son?
5: What does justice feel like? You've gotten it. Justice feels like, uh,
3: like happiness. They just feel that, Frank, you worked at it. All your work it's okay. paid off. We got him finally
7: after all these years.
4: Right now, it seems as if everything is unpredictable. We're all stuck at home. And like you, I'm feeling a bit helpless right now.
9: But I want you to know we are here for you, all working together. You are not alone. That's right.
4: Because we're all
5: in this. And we're all in this.
7: We're all
9: in
5: this
7: together.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours Podcast ad free on Amazon Music download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.
9: Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.
7: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from.